Golf Daily. Today, discussing defensive rookie of the year candidates. We already discussed the offensive rookie of the year candidates. So let's get into the defensive side of the ball. Sam, I'll start with you, man. Remember, we're trying to predict what the NFL is going to actually vote on. So on the offensive side, we said, hey, probably not any offensive linemen. So it's part of the strategy here. Who are you looking at as far as defensive rookie of the year candidates? Yeah, every year we do this, and I think I overthink um, the positions that actually end up winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. If you look at it in recent history, it's actually a reasonable um, spectrum of positions. Micah Parsons obviously won it last year as this linebacker, edge rushing hybrid. The year before that, it was Chase Young, an edge rusher. Nick Bosa, the year before that, another edge rusher. But then we go linebacker, Darius Leonard, uh, cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, um, Joey Bosa, Marcus Peters, Aaron Donald. So it's been a fair old mix of different positions. And I think ultimately you probably come back to just which player is likely to make the bit, you know, play well right off the bat um, and do so in a way that generates a little bit of flash. So if you're a defensive end, you're going to need some sacks. Just playing well is not going to get it done. If you're one of those pressure players, you're probably not getting rookie of the year. So you rule out guys like George Karlaftis immediately. Really good player, though, I think he is. I don't think he's going to be a sack type of guy. I think he's going to be a pressure edge rusher. But a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, I could see being a sack guy early and getting a, a ton of production that way. Arnold Ebiketti for the, the Falcons, I think, could be a sack guy pretty early and get some pressure. So those would be two guys just immediately off the top of my head that I think have the, the chance to play well and generate sacks pretty quickly. I love that you brought up Ebiketti. He's, he's at plus 4,500. He's way down there. as far He's not even close to the top 10 as far as odds go. So if you want a good long shot... I mean, even when you go back and read the names, right, the Boses and uh, the edge rushers that you mentioned, those are all the elite guys, the guys that were top three picks, always going to be top three picks, and then they carried it over to the NFL. That makes me think this whole narrative that we had this year, well, there's not really one of those guys, even Aiden Hutchinson. We didn't think Trayvon Walker was. I don't know if I would look at the pass rushers. I don't know if they're flashy enough or good enough. Thibodeau might be the guy uh, to look at there. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, by the way, does have the best odds of anybody to win it, but this could be the year to look at linebackers. Maybe a Devin Lloyd with the Jacksonville Jaguars being a first round pick. You know, he's going to get his opportunities. Quay Walker uh, with the Packers. Now Walker might get fewer opportunities because he's immediately, you know, the second best linebacker on the team, at least probably through their eyes behind Devondre Campbell. But you can see the Jaguars saying, Hey, Devin Lloyd, you are our three down linebacker. There is the chance, because he is a good pass rusher, Devin Lloyd's going to be one of those linebackers that finishes the year with five or six sacks. And when a linebacker has 100 tackles, five or six sacks, a couple interceptions, that looks good. It looks good on the stat sheet. I think Devin Lloyd's the guy that I would really look at. And, you know, he's got the third best odds, or uh, he's got the fifth best odds of anybody right now. Yeah, like, I will say, though, that, so I know Micah Parsons won it last year, but Parsons won it as much through being an edge rusher as he did as a true off-the-ball linebacker. Yeah, he fact, doesn't more. count. He's he's not the prototype. Yeah, and it, it's been – it's just – it's getting so hard for linebackers to translate immediately to the NFL. Okay, Darius Leonard won it a few years back, 2018, his rookie year. Beyond that, you've got to go all the way back to Luke Keekley for the last time a linebacker, a true off-the-ball linebacker, won defensive rookie of the year. It's just becoming so hard for those guys to translate, and even players that – you know, athletic specimens that were had all the talent in the world, guys like Jamin Davis, you look at them year one, they're lost. They're just not able to play at that kind of level. Um, Patrick Queen, another first-round line, linebacker with tons of athletic potential, 
still looks lost. Um, so I just, I don't know that linebackers is where I would look. If I was looking at a linebacker, I would go with N'Kobe Dean, who might not even start right now because he's a third round pick. Like who or yeah, third round pick, right? Slip to the third. Who yes. knows? Um, like N'Kobe Dean, he's at least got the mental ability to learn the playbook, to be immediately up to speed, to know where he's going. And then it's just a case of whether he is the same player at the NFL level that he was in college. I think there's a good chance that he is. And, you know, if the injuries aren't a factor, like N'Kobe Dean is the guy that I would put money on being able to translate and be successful immediately with Devin Lloyd or Quay Walker or any of the other linebackers. I think it's a much bigger question mark, not because they're, you know, not good prospects, but just because that's, that's the nature of linebacker in the NFL now. Right now, our viewers and listeners can get 25% off any PFF subscription using promo code NFLPOD. That's right, NFLPOD, you get 25% off, whether it's Edge, Elite, all of our fantasy, betting, all of the grades and stats from 2021, and of course, the upcoming 2022 season, our locked article content, it's all there, and you get 25% off any subscription at PFF.com using the promo NFLPOD. How about all the names you listed too? We're talking about special players, right? Positionless players even with Micah Parsons. How about Kyle Hamilton yeah. as that guy? He's plus 800, similar odds to Quay Walker, to Devin Lloyd. And, you know, Kyle Hamilton uh, with the Baltimore Ravens will have that opportunity, whether he's covering tight ends, playing zone, playing deep safety, playing in the box. Will he have the tackle numbers? Will he stumble into five or six interceptions this year as well? He certainly has the ball skills. I think Kyle Hamilton could be a really nice bet in a year where there's no definitive candidate, I think, at any of these other positions. Yeah, I, I think that's not a bad shout. I think Kyle Hamilton is one is a player who might not even need necessarily the flashy plays, but we might just accept that he is really, really good year one and could get the nomination that way. I will say, though, that last time a safety won Defensive Rookie of the Year was 1990. So 1990? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, they didn't have Kyle Hamilton in the NFL since 1990. It's or true. before that, to be honest. It was a two-year, a three-year period in which... Uh, safeties wanted two out of three years, but in 1990, 1988, and I think those might be... If anybody's going to break it up, it's either the player who didn't do it with the Chargers yes. or Kyle Hamilton. That's uh, that's literally the only two times a safety has won Defensive Rookie of the Year, so not All exactly right. a maybe, short thing. Maybe not your best bet, then. Yeah. Um, the other position that, that tends to get a lot of uh, notice for Rookie of the Year is cornerback. Um but I think in order for that to happen, you need that cornerback, not necessarily just to play well, you need him to get interceptions because that's the thing that gets noticed. So immediately you're looking at who's going to start right away. Derek Stingley Jr. for the Texans should start. Sauce Gardner should start. Um, I would say Kyer Elam starts for Buffalo as the number two corner there. Andrew Booth for Minnesota probably starts as, as one of their corners. And that's probably your group of those guys. Um, Maybe Trent McDuffie. Yeah, in there with the Chiefs. But then it's tough to not. You need not only which guy is going to play well, but who's going to snag a bunch of interceptions. I guess if you were See, picking a, a player that would grab a few, it would be Stingley or Kyer Elam. I could see doing that as well. I think those two guys have both got excellent ball skills and maybe gamble a little bit more than others. Yeah, Elam's the guy I was going to highlight just because you do have Tre'Davious White on the other side. Maybe you're going to be seeing a few more targets as the second cornerback in Buffalo, even though they don't necessarily play matchups or whatever it is they also have the ability to play matchups a little bit more with elam and his press coverage ability but i think with Tredavious white on one side you could get elam 
high high volume target guy on the other side and that might not be a bad play and his odds are a lot uh he's he's more of a long shot than some of those other top corners that you mentioned plus you have the bills probably scoring a ton of points and having teams yeah. throwing the ball against them quite a bit that's why i also like mcduffie uh, Trent McDuffie with the Chiefs because chances are they're going to be in some shootouts and see a lot of passes. I mean, Elam's odds are significantly longer than Quay Walker or Devin Lloyd or Trayvon Walker. I I would say he's a better bet than those guys. Like the chances of Kyrie Elam coming in and having a good year that he has a few interceptions and grabs notice, I think it's significantly better than, you know, Quay Walker having a, a really impressive year for Green Bay at linebacker or Devin Lloyd or even Trayvon Walker given how far away he is in terms of production. So as a bet, plus 1,800 on Kyrie Elam, I think is a really good shot. shot. You, you mentioned my favorite long shot earlier, Arnold Ebicady being plus 4,500. The other one I would highlight, uh, Leo Chanel being plus 4,000. He's a linebacker from the Chiefs, goes in the third round. We had him as a second-round caliber player. Another one, let's see if Chanel makes the field. I mean, there are other good linebackers in Kansas City, but if he's out there, he'll get his tackles. He's also really good rushing the passer. As a blitzer, powerful player. Again, if he, as a linebacker, stumbles into seven or eight sacks, Chanel can make make a play. So I think uh, him at plus four thousand and Arnold Ebicady plus forty five hundred for a pass rush needy Falcons team. I think those are good long shot plays. Yeah, I think there's a few good long shot plays just because um, of the nature of those types of players, guys that we really liked in the second round as like pass rushing specialist type of players. Ebicetti, we mentioned Drake Jackson could have a really big role for the 49ers as their uh, pass rushing specialist. We talked about Nick Benito as well. Like if, if he's a designated pass rusher for the Broncos and gets a ton of pressure and sacks, he could be a guy that does that as well. Um, and then super long shot, Troy Anderson at 10,000 plus 10,000. I knew you were going to see that. <laughs> I knew that. You love Troy. Let's All go. right, who's your final pick for who the actual defensive rookie of the year is going to be? I, if I was, I think the most likely player to win it is Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, the bet that I would place would be Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean plus twelve hundred. That is good, man. First round talent goes in the third. Uh, the bet I would place is probably Devin Lloyd plus eight hundred. I think he'll have a shot with the Jaguars. But man, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Hamilton breaks the trend. Let's go Kyle Hamilton, first safety to win Defensive Rookie of the Year since 1990. Let us know who do you think is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's the PFF NFL Daily.